To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Dan Mitchinson from the United States of America. Welcome to the program. Well, I'll do my best to hit all the notes. How are you, Andrew? <laughs> I'm very good. So Johnny Depp, look at that. In 0.6 seconds, he went from Cinderella to Quasimodo. Yes. And uh, as, as you mentioned, he lost this is his second trial. He lost a case last year uh, over in the UK over a published story about this, this abuse, too. And, you know, he claiming when he was on the stand today that he's lost jobs because of what was written and didn't deserve all the flack that he or his children receive. And this was really his first chance to, you know, publicly speak out. So he was on the stand for about three hours there and went over all the stuff, the, the relationship history, the drug abuse he had, and a lot of other issues, and, and told the court that he has never, ever struck a woman in his life. And this all goes back, uh, you know, to what you mentioned this, to the, this op-ed piece that was written uh, by uh, his his ex about domestic abuse. But, you know, what's interesting, Andrew, is that Depp wasn't ever named in this story, but, you know, it had been alleged that he had bruised her and they had got into fights and so people connected the dots and that's how we ended up where we are today Mm. yes and dan wooten a new zealander who was actually working for the english newspaper he was also in that original um uh yes yeah yeah so um very interesting but you can tell that johnny depp obviously feels greatly aggrieved by it to go through this whole whole rigmarole which is highly emotional and highly uh, it's just hard you know yet again Mm -hmm. so we'll wait to see what happens now Joe Biden has been talking to Barack Obama, and you reckon he's told Barack he's going to stand again? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're two, we're, we're two years away from our elections, which means things are gearing up already over here for campaigning. And, you know, Biden has really made it a secret that, that he wants to run again. I mean, he certainly would admit it now. It would make him a lame duck president if he said, I'm only going to be in this for one term. So he has reportedly told former President Obama that he is running for re-election. He's seven, you mentioned the age thing earlier. He's 79 now. He'd be 86, I believe, if he completes a second term. He's already the oldest ever president. And I've got this, uh, I say I, I think we, a lot of people have this gut feeling that he's the only Democrat maybe who could beat Donald Trump if he runs again. But, you know, the Democratic Party is just, I mean, it's really skewing old, Andrew. And Biden's poll numbers aren't great. We have inflation over here, high gas prices, a botched pull out of Afghanistan and the Russian-Ukraine situation. So... I don't know what Biden is going to offer at this time uh, to, to, to the Democratic Party, honestly. No, neither do I. Um, can, dare I say it, that maybe perhaps your system may, needs a bit of tweaking? Uh, because the reason you've got older and older candidates going for these jobs is you have to have an extensive network behind you. You have to have extensive money behind you. And mm-hmm. it's not something that a younger person can get do. It's not just a matter of joining the Democrats and they go, he's got a lot of potential. Let's make him happen. You've got to come to the Democrats with your own potential already behind you. It's like Formula One racing. It's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you buy yeah. a seat in the driver's seat. You know, so but there we go. Now, Netflix has opened its books. What, have, what do we see? Well, it's not good news. I mean, it's not surprising that there are so many streaming choices these days. So some of these companies are bound to lose viewers and and their numbers are down. People are going back to the movies now. They're heading out because COVID numbers are down and the stock plunged today. The company lost 200,000 subscribers in the first quarter. It was expecting to add two and a half million subscribers. And now it's revising that saying we're going to probably lose two million in the second quarter, and this is this is just a no. I was reading through this, and this is just a bad report overall for the company. The profits are down too. 
uh, and they haven't seen anything like that happen in about a decade. But you've got, you know, Disney Plus and Amazon and Paramount and Peacock and Apple TV and, and the prices or the pieces of the pie, I should say, are going to get smaller and the companies are going to have to spend more for their programming and the viewers are going to have to make a decision. Yeah. How much am I willing to spend for not only the cable that I get over the over the air, but for these streaming services? And, you know, one or two may sound cheap, but you add four or five, which most people have now, and it's expensive. Yeah, absolutely. Have we reached peak streaming? And will there be some contraction or at least some rationalization? We're actually going to do an interview about this next hour. Dan Mitchison, I thank you so much for your time today. All the very best.